0: Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Today, as we, uh, as we gather to, uh, to remember, we join with many people throughout the country. And indeed, throughout the world, to remember those who gave their lives in war. And as as well as remembering those who gave the ultimate sacrifice in giving their lives, we also want to remind ourselves of the horror of war and to work for peace. And for a few moments this morning... I want us to think about what it means to be peacemakers in a world full of troublemakers. Peacemakers in a world full of troublemakers. You see, if you are a follower of Jesus, then you are a citizen of two kingdoms. There is the kingdom of this earth and the kingdom of heaven. We have a dual citizenship. We are both citizens of the world that we live in and citizens of God's kingdom. And the truth is that we are influenced by both of these kingdoms. And these two kingdoms are worlds apart in terms of values and beliefs. And we see this in the scripture that we read this morning from Matthew chapter 5. We see the contrast in the two kingdoms in the words that Jesus used to describe those who are blessed. Jesus talks about the people that are blessed being poor in spirit. Whereas the world would probably say, the people who are blessed are those who are rich. Jesus talks about the people who are blessed are meek. Whereas our world would probably say, the people that are blessed are strong. And Jesus talks about the peacemakers as being blessed. Where this world would probably talk about those who win wars. As being blessed. You see how different these two kingdoms are, and yet it's true to say that people in both kingdoms desire peace in this world. But it's the way that we go about finding peace and bringing peace that the two kingdoms collide once again. Jesus doesn't use the word peacekeepers. We're all familiar with the picture of uh, UN peacekeepers who work around the world but they are peacekeepers rather than peacemakers. They put themselves in between two fighting parties and they use the same weapons of war to keep the peace. The man walking towards us with his hand held out and his submachine gun is not really the picture of peace that you and I have Samuel Colt in 1873 introduced a pistol with the name the peacekeeper because of its simple design and use of shell cartridges anyone could learn to use this weapon it was easy to load And the sight made it simple to aim and fire. Somebody said God made every man different, but Sam Colt made them equal. The idea was that a larger, stronger man could no longer overpower a smaller, weaker man. Brute strength was equalized by speed and accuracy. And in November 1982, President Ronald Reagan... Dubbed the new MX missile the peacekeeper. Because it was supposed to be a great deterrent. This is the way in which the world keeps peace. It uses the weapons of war as a threat to intimidate people keeping the peace. But Jesus doesn't say that we are to be peacekeepers he says we are to be peacemakers sometimes we know ourselves uh, that we find ourselves in the role of peacekeepers don't we sometimes we keep our mouths shut and we say well i wanted to keep the peace this isn't what jesus calls us to do and this isn't who jesus says will be blessed William Barclay says this, The peace which the Bible calls blessed does not come from the evasion of issues. It comes from the facing of them, dealing with them. What this beatitude demands is not the passive acceptance of things because we are afraid of the trouble of doing anything about them, but the active facing of things and making of peace, even when the way to peace is through struggle. Jesus uses the word peacemaker. There is a world of difference between a peacekeeper, a person who enforces peace by whatever means, superior weapons. A peacemaker is one who actually discovers the origin of the conflict and finds a way to resolve it and helps the parties to restore a proper loving relationship. This applies to individuals or nations. A peacekeeper actually makes peace that did not previously exist. True peace begins on the inside, not on the outside. Sometimes we want surface peace more than we want true inner peace. But we're not called to be peace police. We are called to be peacemakers. Peacemakers are not part of the problem They are part of the solution. So then, how do we become peacemakers? How do you and I become peacemakers? Those people that Jesus himself called blessed. Well, you may have heard of the phrase, no Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, no peace peace. True peace cannot be found outside of God and outside of Jesus. In uh, Romans chapter 5, Paul says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. C.S. Lewis, in his book, Mere Christianity, says this, A car is made to run on petrol, and it would not run properly on anything else. Now, God designed the human machine to run on himself. God is the fuel of our spirits we're designed to burn, or the food of our spirits we're designed to feed on. There is no other. God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself. There is no such thing. And so if we want to be peacemakers, first of all, we have to be at peace with God ourselves. We have to be able to say with Paul that we have peace with God. And only when we have peace in our own hearts and in our own minds and in our own lives... Can we actually actively be peacemakers in the world that we live in? The peace that we have found in Jesus can start to impact the lives of the people around us. I don't know if you've noticed, but there are people who, wherever they go, rather than being peacemakers, they are troublemakers. Wherever they are, they are either involved in quarrels or are the cause of quarrels between others. They are troublemakers. We are called to be peacemakers. So what does a peacemaker look like? Well, peacemakers take the initiative to restore broken relationships. We don't wait for other people to come to us. We take the first step because... We want to make the peace. We're not called to be peace lovers, people that love peace. I don't know about you, but I sometimes just like to get away and uh, and be quiet and be on my own. But we're not called to move away from the world. We are called to go into the world. We take the initiative to restore broken relationships. Peacemakers... Build bridges with those who have been alienated. We stretch out the hand of love and reconciliation to those on the fringes. Those who maybe don't have the power or the know-how to make peace for themselves. And peacemakers, pray for, bless and shown kindness To those who have been their opponents. Jesus talks about the fact later on in the same sermon on the mount. The fact that we are to love our enemies. We are called to pray, bless and show kindness. To those who have been our opponents. Do you see how different this is? Peace making in the kingdom of heaven to peace keeping in the world that we live in. Peace makers make peace. Of course, this is not easy, and uh, Jesus does not promise that it will be easy. Many people have tried to make peace. This is a picture of Martin Luther King. Who worked tirelessly and aimlessly to bring about peace between the different races in America. And we know what happened to Martin Luther King. And there are many people that have sadly followed in his footsteps. When we are peacemaking we put ourselves in a dangerous position. We stand between those who would do us harm. I don't know whether you've ever been in that position yourselves. Some of you will have been. I can remember one Friday evening in a local youth club, standing in between two young men. One had a baseball bat and one had an iron bar. It was not a safe place to stand. I knew the young man that had a baseball bat, and I said to him, give me the baseball bat. To my astonishment, as much as anybody else's, he handed over the baseball bat. At this stage, I realised I was in an even more dangerous position, because now I was the one holding the base bat, and I was facing the young man with the iron bar. The young man in the iron bar didn't know what to do. He looked at me as if to say, what are you doing? Well, he didn't use those words, he used probably different words. But he dropped the iron bar and ran away. Peacemaking is a dangerous business. We put ourselves in a dangerous position. And many people have experienced much worse outcomes than I did in my feeble effort to bring about peace between two young men that were fighting. And of course, the Bible refers to Jesus as the Prince of Peace. He was the one that in going to the cross made It's possible for us to find peace with God. And in his peacekeeping, he gave his life so that we might have peace with God. So, to be a peacemaker, we put ourselves in a dangerous position. And Jesus goes on to say, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. They will be called Sons of God. Peacemakers are blessed because they accurately reflect the Father's heart. Making peace between ourselves and God. Jesus said that peacemakers will be called sons of God. Because they reflect the Father. His desire to bring about peace between man and God. And between humankind itself. Leon Morris in his book The Gospel According to Matthew says, There is something God-like in bringing peace to people and people to peace. There is something godlike in bringing peace to people and people to peace. When we are in the act of making peace, when we are being peacemakers, we are blessed because we are doing God's business on earth. We are doing the same things that Jesus did while he was with us on earth. Jesus said that a peacemaker will be called the sons of God. Of course, Jesus was the ultimate peacemaker. He was the Son of God. He was able to create peace in our hearts by removing the cause of the conflict from our souls. And that cause of conflict is what we call sin. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, Paul writes. To be involved in the lives of others leading them into peaceful relationships with God, is seen as doing God-like work. And certainly the greatest tribute our Heavenly Father can give to us is to call us sons of God. Only the sons of God can be true peacemakers. Many of you will be familiar with... The Hebrew word for peace, which is, of course, shalom. And uh, shalom, of course, um, has a rich, it's a rich multidimensional word which incorporates harmony, beauty, unity, virtue, safety, security and justice. It presents a positive vision of life where human beings live as they were intended to live with each other under God. Peacemaker knows their peace comes from a loving, merciful and forgiving God that gave his son on the cross to bring peace to all who would accept him. A peacemaker is one that lives and communicates the message of peace in Jesus. Why? Because they know peace is not found anywhere else. Why? Because they have experienced the greatest peace so much so that it passes our human understanding. It is people like this who will be called sons of God. We are called to be a people of peace. As with all the Beatitudes, we remember that this is not just good advice, but good news. A new possibility for the world is being inaugurated in and through Jesus. And we must also remember that these are not just words that Jesus used. Jesus not only preached the Sermon on the Mount, he lived it. He was poor in spirit, he mourned, he was meek, he hungered and thirsted after righteousness, he was merciful and pure in heart, he made peace between God and human beings and between people, he was persecuted because of his righteousness, he was insulted and have evil spoken against him falsely, and all these things were part of Jesus' announcement that a new covenant between God and human beings was beginning with him. A new possibility had been introduced and it was up to his followers to embody and to point out these new possibilities. So how can you and I be peacemakers? How can we embody that new possibility for our society, for our world? The new way of being human that Jesus points to here in the Sermon on the Mount and in the Beatitudes... But most of us won't have the opportunity to influence the foreign policies of governments. For most of us, peacemaking will occur in the fairly ordinary context of everyday life and everyday relationships. For most of us, peacemaking will involve doing what is good. So that we can do what God calls us to do. Jesus says... Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God.